You are listening to episode 13 of Steamy Stories. I am your host and author, Jen Watke. And hey, did you know I have another podcast called Drunk Sex? You should go check it out. Super funny, super fun. Be a fly on the wall as I chat with girlfriends about girlfriends and colleagues about various elements of sexuality. All right. Moving on. We are continuing Tokyo Talent, my debut erotic novel, which if you would like to support me, you can do so by purchasing from my website for $3.99. That is the ebook version. Or just listen for free here. Either one. All right. Chapter 17. Hello, Forts. It was a rainy, gray Saturday morning, chilly and depressing. Ugly mornings like this made Gabrielle thankful that their apartment was ultra-modern with central heating. Most Japanese homes relied on space heaters, as Gabrielle's own apartment did. She felt that early mornings were extra cruel with no heat, feet fumbling blindly for bedside slippers while hurriedly groping for warm clothes and rushing to crank the heat up. Shin and Gabrielle had slipped into a weekend morning routine. She made the coffee and toast while Shin scrambled eggs and fried bacon. They puttered around the kitchen, speaking of inconsequential things, making jokes, brushing up against each other. As Gabrielle sipped her coffee, she remembered a tidbit about Kenta she'd been meaning to ask Shin about. Hey, she said, nudging Shun slightly. Have you heard Kenta sing? Considering we are in a band together, I think you know I've heard him sing. No, I mean sing, sing well. Oh, well, in that case, no, I haven't heard Kenta sing well. He's a mediocre singer. Honestly, all of us are average singers. We know it, the public knows it, he shrugged. But he can really sing. He sings well amazingly well. Many of his fans would agree with you, Shin said. I think he's average. According to music critics in Japan, Virus's singing voices were acceptable. The group was carried by the force of their personalities, catchy pop tunes, and amazing stage presence. Superior singing was not, and no one pretended otherwise, their strength. No, Shin, listen to me. Kenta can sing. He's been dumbing himself down to fit into the group to be what Virus needs him to be, mainly a sex symbol. He's been hiding his voice all along. It bothered her that no one knew how talented Kenta was, that everyone assumed he was only the bad boy with nothing else to offer. How did you hear him sing? Shun asked. We were goofing around one day when Virus came on the radio. I was singing and dancing along and he joined in. Let me tell you, he did not sound like Kenta on the radio. Okay. Well, that's his choice then. He's playing a role within Virus, as we all do to a certain extent. So you're not going to do anything about it? Gabrielle was stunned. Like what? Well, like tell somebody or Highland is singing something. But why? He's chosen this. He has his reasons. His reasons are to fit in with Virus, and that's admirable. But doesn't Virus also owe him something? He's given all his energy and time to the group. You all do. He's hidden his personal talents so the group can shine. Well, yes, of course he would. He's in a group. You do what's best for the group. We couldn't just change our style to highlight highlight Kenta's voice, even if we wanted to. Gabrielle realized what she was up against. The Japanese values of teamwork and family were very strong. The needs of the individual weren't a priority. 
Kenta's talent as an individual singer wasn't as important as the success of Byrus. But she wouldn't give this up. Kenta would never fight for himself on this. Gabrielle knew it would be the worst kind of showing off and display of ego for him to let his real voice be heard. She decided to fight for him, though. She believed the Japanese public should hear what Kenta could do. He's been doing what's best for the group for years. He's been hiding his true talent all that time. Don't you think he deserves a chance to show what he can really do? Don't you think that the Japanese public would love to hear pure, unfiltered, honest Kenta? Honest? Ah, you Westerners. The affection in his voice irritated her. Always having to be honest, always wanting individual talent to come through. We are stronger as a group. We make each other better. Yes, you all make each other better. Better performers, yes. Better dancers, yes. Better people even, yes. But the price is that you are squashing Kentra's natural talent. How does that serve anyone? How does that serve the world? All right, I'll admit you've got me curious about what he can really do. I'll see what I can suss out, he said. Thank you, Gabriel replied, leaning over to give him a kiss. He tasted of coffee and buttered toast. Belly full, her sexual appetite kicked in. So she stood and stepped over to Shen, twining her fingers through his hair as she stooped to kiss him properly. I don't know why she's stupid. Is he sitting? <laughs> he kissed her back deeply and then buried his face in her breasts. Goofball, she said, laughing. But right at my eye level, what do you expect me to do? Oh, I guess he was sitting. I wrote this and I can't even remember. Hmm. You're such a child sometimes, she teased. While Shin did have an exuberance and spontaneity that was reminiscent of childhood innocence, it was one of the things Gabrielle loved about him. Child, you say? Shun untied the front of her robe and pulled one of her nipples into his mouth. His hands rested on her, her ass, pressing her into him. Gabrielle sighed with pleasure. Yeah, sometimes. Shun sucked gently. The tip of his tongue found the most sensitive part and flicked it repeatedly. Gabrielle drew in a sharp breath as her nipple hardened in his mouth. His fingers tightened in her hair. Her fingers tightened in his hair. Abruptly, he pulled his mouth away and looked up at her. We should make a fort today. What? A fort, he repeated. Didn't he ever make a fort as a kid? Sure I did, but... Then she stopped. There really wasn't a good reason to protest. But what? Look at the weather. It was pouring, and the rain sheeted down the windows, tapping out a soothing staccato. What else is there to do? You clean up breakfast, and I'll start on the fort. Besides, he paused. Don't you remember the last time we had fun in the rain? Oh, I sure do, she laughed. A fort it is, my child. He stood and crushed her to his chest, forcing her mouth open with his, tongue teasing and playing against hers. He released her and smacked her ass as she began to clear the breakfast dishes. Shen bustled around the apartment, pulling cushions and blankets out, blankets out that Gabrielle didn't even know they had. Soon he had carpeted the floor of the small covered balcony off the master bedroom with an old sheet, which he then littered with large cushions. He placed two electric space heaters in the outside corners of the balcony and set them to blow warm air. Already on the balcony were numerous glass candle holders they used in the summer. He put a fresh candle in each and lit them. Childlike exuberance meant doing nothing half-assed. Gabrielle had to admit the balcony looked cozy and inviting. We only had one cup of coffee. Would be nice to have another out here, don't you think? Shun asked. I'll make a fresh pot. 
Gabrielle hurried to the kitchen to make piping hot coffee. When she returned, there was even more pillows built up in the inside corner, along with two small tables for them to set their coffee upon, and both of their tablets. Hers had a new case on it. She set the small coffee service down on one of the stools. I thought a rainy day with you in the fort was steaming hot coffee. The only thing left to make it perfect is a good book. Or maybe right. I bought you a new case. It has the coolest keyboard hidden in it. He took the tablet from her and showed her how to set up the keyboard. It was almost as good as a laptop keyboard. Thank you, Shin, she said. That was so thoughtful. Yes, well, he said, brushing off her thanks, as he always did. Do we need anything else out here? Gabrielle looked around. The small balcony was perfect for a rainy day fort. As it turned out, the two heaters warded off the chill. The candles added a rosy warmth. The cushions looked positively sumptuous. They had blankets at the ready, hot coffee, and their tablets. The earthy sound and smell of the rain was comforting and peaceful. All Gabrielle needed was to feel Shun snuggled up against her. I think we have everything. This is a genius idea, my child. Shun grinned as they settled into the pillows. Gabrielle prepared them each a cup of coffee and placed them within easy reach. She curled into Shun's side, pulled a blanket around her, and flipped open her tablet. They sat in companionable silence and read. Gabrielle refilled Shun's coffee. Shun absently rubbed Gabrielle's neck with one hand. She laid a hand on his stomach under his shirt. The beating of the pounding rain soothed Gabrielle. Its sound and smell held many happy and comforting memories. Soon she was reliving the evening with Shin in the rain, pressed up against a tree in the woods near her apartment. Ever since they ventured out to see the sunset in the rain, Gabrielle associated rain and woods with Shin's warm body. Her hand continued its lazy caress of his stomach, inching lower until her pinky rested a under the waist la- the waistband of his pants. She shifted against him, pressing her groin into his thigh and pressing the top of her foot against his sole. He moved his hand from the back of her neck up into her hair, gently rubbing circles on her scalp with his fingertips. She let out a small sigh of pleasure and slipped another finger under his waistband. Gabrielle glanced up at Shun. He was intent on his book, but she noticed he didn't flip the page very often, a sure sign that he was getting as hot and bothered as she was, but was faking disinterest to get her worked up. Challenge accepted, Gabrielle thought to herself. She applied more pressure, running her hand from hip bone to hip bone under his waistband. Seeing his rapid blinks, she knew she was close to winning. Her tablet lay discarded beside her. Her hand was completely under his waistband, her caresses effectively casual. Her other hand snaked up under the space between his back and the wall. Cushions pushed aside as she looked for skin there, too. His t-shirt was in the way. She gave it a tug, seeing a smile turn up the corner of his lips as he tried to ignore her. Again, she tugged, harder. She kept tugging until he gave in, or the the t-shirt stretched out. He swiped a page. He turned a page. She dipped her hand lower into his pants and gave his cock a firm squeeze. His lips turned all the way up. Without speaking, he laid his tablet aside and sat up slightly, giving Gabrielle the opportunity to finally pull his shirt up and over his head. He pulled the blanket around him, around him to keep the cool air out, picked up his tablet, and resumed reading. It's like that, is it? Gabrielle said. His only answer was a slight tug on her hair. Her nose pressed it to his side. She loved his smell 
and unexpected softness of his skin. His cock stiffened under her touch, lightly running her fingertips up and down his length, over his hips, and back of his stomach. She kissed his side. If he didn't give her a proper response, soon she'd add teeth into the mix. The light from his tablet went dark as he forgot to turn the page. He gave it a tap to turn it back on and pretended to keep reading. Gabrielle rose to the slight. With a much firmer touch, she stroked his cock in earnest, circling her thumb over the tip. Shen swiped the screen to turn the page. Gabrielle sped up, finally feeling him get fully hard under her fingers. She looked up at him triumphantly, but his eyes were still glued to his tablet. Gabrielle snapped. In a series of movements so quick, Shen gasped in surprise. She snatched his tablet out of his hand, tossed it aside, pulled off her shirt, straddled him, and forced his mouth open with hers while somehow managing to snag a blanket and wrap it around her bare back. Impressive, he said when she paused for breath. She quieted him. Shun's hand grasped Gabrielle's waist as he returned her kiss. She knew he loved the feel of her breasts pressed into his chest and used this knowledge against him now, rubbing her nipples against his. Her hands rested on his biceps as she swept her tongue over his lips, teasing, waiting for him to open them. She wiggled her hips slightly, making sure she rubbed against Shun's erection. That must be a boring book you're reading, he said. You didn't even last 30 minutes. That must be the most interesting book ever, as you ignored me for the last 30 minutes, she retorted. He laughed. Ignore you? Never. I just like making you work for it sometimes. At those words, she ground herself against him hard while her tongue moved forcefully against his. His hands were still on her waist. He gripped her a little tighter, and she pushed down on him exactly right, causing him to gasp a little. Gabrielle grinned and then stood. She glanced over her shoulder. How about putting on a little show for the neighbors, she asked. Without waiting for a response, she pulled off her bottoms and waited for Shun to do the same. He paused, and she took the opportunity to appreciate his physique. The candlelight created a golden glow on his skin. She leaned against the balcony railing, jutting her breasts out at him. He yanked his bottoms off too. Get down here, he said. She smiled at his cock. (laughs) What? Oh. God, I just lost my page. Ah! Yep, I wrote that. She smiled at his cock. (laughs) She straddled him again, bracing her hands against his chest as he pulled a blanket around them. Hovering just above his dick, she kissed him again. I love you, she said. I love you too, he replied. My child, she tacked on, giggling. That earned her a smack on the ass as she slid onto him. Her giggling slopped. Her giggling stopped, replaced by a soft moan. This was Gabrielle's favorite feeling in the world, that first penetration. It felt felt amazing and perfect every single time. She let all her weight rest on his lap. Her back arched as she swiveled her hips down and around him. She leaned in to meet his mouth. She remembered the first day they met, the way his wide, mischievous mouth curved up the corners every time he looked at her. He... She hoped he never stopped looking at her like that. Right now, though, his mouth moved on hers, a mix of gentle and aggressive that was unique to Shun. One hand ran up and down her back, the other in her hair, combing through the snarls she hadn't bothered to brush out after their sex session the night before. The kiss became more playful, Shun's tongue darting in and out, 
flicking and teasing while Gabrielle's chased his. She pulled away just enough to speak. See? Always playing. Her words had the desired effect. He moved his hands from her back to her hips. Breaking the figure-eight motion of her hips, he pulled her up and almost off of him so she was just on his tip before pulling her back down deep onto him. Gabrielle moaned loudly. Shun's voice joined hers. He leaned back a little. Gabrielle adjusted too so that he was hitting her sweet spot. He took control of her movements, hands guiding her hips. She clasped her hands onto his wrists. Her cheeks were warm from her exertion and her breasts grazed Shun's nipples lightly as she moved up and down. On the down push, he held her there for a moment while he thrust up, twisting his hips so his cock corkscrewed inside of her and he rubbed against her. Hard enough for you now, he asked. For emphasis, he slid one hand between them and caught her clit between his fingers, rubbing firmly. Fuck yes, she said, leaning against him, breasts pressed to his chest, hands braced on the wall behind him as she buried her face into his neck. Her tongue traced a path from his earlobe to collarbone, tasting his sweat and arousal. He kept his finger on her clit for another minute before slipping his hand out. He ran both hands up her sides, letting her set the pace and depth now. She pushed back from the wall, placing her hands on Shun's shoulders instead. She wanted her mouth on Shun's. It wasn't playful anymore. The energy between them flowed back and forth, in and out. His hand moved into Gabrielle's hair of its own volition, pulling her even closer into him physically and emotionally. The kiss cut deeper, wetter, and hungrier. Under the blanket, they worked up a sweat. Shun threw it off, causing Gabrielle to shriek at the shock of the cool air on her back. Sorry, he murmured into her mouth, but I really want to watch you. Gabrielle didn't reply, just smiled at him and leaned back, letting her breasts bob freely. She ran her hands up her body, up into her hair, stretching her arms up into the air. If anyone happened to be looking out the window and directly at their balcony, they'd see Gabrielle's naked back, see her undulating and grinding, and know exactly what she was up to but she didn't care. Remembering that he told her he liked public sex, she decided to play up the fact that they could be seen. How many people do you think can see me fucking you right now? She asked, turning to look over her shoulder at the neighbor, neighboring apartments. His breathing got faster. Bet they have no idea that Shin Okada has such a dirty streak, she said. I bet they'd be impressed by how bad you are, so contrary to your nice boy image. Shin couldn't reply. His orgasm took over his voice. His raw, raspy yell pierced the quiet morning. Gabrielle kept him inside her, intending to lay on top of him as the orgasm dwindled out of his body. But he stopped her, fingers going to her clip. Stay like that, he said as he began to rub. I want them to watch you come too. Gabrielle leaned backward, arching her back and pushing her clit out towards Shin's fingers. She put on a bit of a show for Shun and anyone who might be looking their way. She ran her hands up and down her front, pausing to play with her nipples. She didn't hold back on her moans, let them come out of her in concert with the speed of Shun's fingers. He sped up, pushed a little harder, just the pressure Gabrielle needed to get off. Within seconds, she let out a yell of her own, throwing her head back until every last bit of pleasure drained out of her. She eased Shun's cock out of her, flopping onto him with a contented sigh. She planted small kisses on his shoulder and collarbone as he massaged her back. So how many people do you think saw us, she asked. He shrugged. 
a few might have seen that we were fucking, but they couldn't see either of our faces or know that it was us. Pretty hot, though. Too bad we can't have a real audience. If we ever have an opportunity to fuck in front of an audience, we're taking it, Shin announced. Maybe on a tropical island where no one's heard of virus. Deal, Gabrielle replied. She sat up and poured them a fresh cup of coffee before snuggling into Shin, blanket once again tucked around them. She flipped her tablet open and handed Shin's back to him. I love that we have nothing to do today. Actually, we do have something to do today, Shun said. We do? What? Gabrielle wasn't aware of any plans. You remember the Hanami party, right? Sure do, Gabrielle said. We're doing that tonight, Shin grinned at her. I can't wait. It's going to drive Kenta nuts to wash us fuck and not be able to touch you. Seems like there's a theme here today, Gabrielle teased. First your neighbors, now Kenta. It'll do for an audience. Oh, it will. I can't wait for Kenta to get here. When's he coming? Not until tonight, Shun replied. Perfect, Gabrielle said. We have all day to play in the fort. We do. Shun shifted so that he was curled up behind Gabrielle. He rested his hand on her belly and his chin on top of her head, flipped on his tablet, flipped open his tablet and resumed reading. And that is the end of chapter 17. If you are enjoying the book and the podcast, please like rate and review. It really helps me and only takes a few seconds. So thank you very much for listening and I will catch you next week. Bye for now.